And welcome back to another episode of Think Out Loud. We are here once more, Big Kenjo. And before we get started with today's episode, make sure you guys are following Think Out Loud's Instagram page at Think Out Loud. And if you are not on Instagram, make sure you guys are subscribed to Think Out Loud's listening platform page on your preferred listening platform. But we are here once more, round two, with my special guest, Andre, aka Man Man. Y'all should know this voice by now. <laughs> this is my dad. Hello, how are you? I'm fine. How you doing today? I'm overwhelmed. <clears throat> School is kicking me up. But uh, how has your week been going? Mm, so far, I'm doing okay. My my shoulder's healing from surgery. Okay. Um, I'll get my car out to shop tomorrow. Okay. And um, I can start. I'm not going back to work for a while, but I'll, I'll be back to work hopefully by the end of another four to six weeks. Okay. A win is a win. How have you been enjoying the snow? This is the first time I've seen snow in, like, three months. I know. California got more snow than New York. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, global warming. What can I say? Yeah, girl, that's what I say. But today we have a very good topic, which is masculinity. Some may use it, some may not even know what it is. So let's just really deep dive into this. But before we get started, let's kind of define what it is. So what is masculinity to you? Well, masculinity is, uh, I think, to me, is a way of life mm-hmm. for a man. Um, today's man is different from yesterday's man. My father and my great-grandfather, they were real men-men. That's what you call masculine men. They uh, took care of the house. Mm-hmm. They protected their wives. They didn't even know how to change a tire. So, you know, today's man don't know how to do all that stuff, you know, it was they were jack of all trade, master of none, should I say? Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically, like the main characteristics is just like being able to do stuff hands on, and that's it. Or like you think there's more to it? Well, there's way more to it. I mm-hmm. mean, as far as providing for your home, mm-hmm. um, making sure that your everyone's safe, and. Sometimes you have to take lead and take charge of a family, and you, and that takes a masculine man to be able to do that, in my opinion. Okay. So with that broad definition, do you think that your lifestyle is a good example of masculinity? I think so. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why... Um, People tend to uh, have a displeasurement with me, you know, because I have a, a very masculine way of doing things. My approach, I have a demanding, uh, they call me uh, like Adolf Hitler, a dictator. Uh, but those are some of the traits that a masculine man, you know, have to have in order to be masculine. Mm-hmm. You have to take charge. And um, those are one of the characteristics that you have to be able to do in order to want to call yourself man-man. So do you think that just... Having the idea of taking charge is, like, the only trait that would consider your lifestyle a good example of masculinity? Like, nothing else, just that? No, I mean, I I provided, I protected, I, uh, I taught. Okay. So, those are all things that I think that, um... Some of the things that you have traits of as being considered a man. I've shown you the simplest thing as far as... 
what side of the street you should walk on. Do you pay any mind? No, but I, I try to coach you with that. But um, today's individual don't pay those type of simple chivalry things any attention. Okay. So just to, like, trickle off of that, what are some stigmas that you think affected your idea of masculinity growing up or just becoming well, an adult? I know, I mean, one time as a kid, um, living in the projects over in the Foster Project on 116th Street. I remember I had to been no more than about eight years old, maybe nine. Mm-hmm. I got in a fight with a kid in, in, in the building. Mm-hmm. And um, he bit me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I went crying upstairs and whatnot. And this is my mother speaking at that time. Mm-hmm. My mother said, you better not come upstairs crying, boy. You better go back downstairs and bite that boy back. You know what I did? I went right back downstairs and bit that boy back. <laughs> but the thing is, the moral of the story is that um, my mother, from a woman's side, mm-hmm. told me, you better stop that crying. Boys don't cry. Mm-hmm. So that stigma from the 70s, and I was like in the 70s at that time. Mm-hmm. They, your parents tell you, you a boy, you better not come in there crying like no little baby. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to act like, you're supposed to get ready to be a man, yeah. you know. And that's one of the stigmas that, that society taught us, especially in our community, that, you know, boys don't cry. Yeah. Speaking of our communities, like you said, this is a very, um, this is a very common thing said to a lot of boys. And I'm not no psychologist or anything, but do you think... The idea of telling boys to not cry, like, affects your ability to be in tune with your emotions, like, whether it's, like, handling death or handling a breakup or handling a simple loss, like, simple, simple things like that. I think crying is, has to have some type of cap. I think you shouldn't cry for everything. I mean, I notice myself crying for a lot of simple things, even movies, <laughs> I know, I know back in the, I know back in the forties and fifties and sixties, men didn't cry behind no movies because mm-hmm. they didn't have that much emotion. I don't know what caused male to have. I mean, maybe something in the food. I think it was the wars. It was like a lot of wars. Yeah, a lot of wars back then. And uh, but today, I think people are very emotional and very too sensitive. Men are very emotional, too sensitive. I take that as a fault. Mm-hmm. I, um, because it can kind of interfere in leading and judgment. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so I was I heard that too, and I kind of implement that to myself as well. Even though like the the stereotypic like woman could cry, I feel like when I do cry, it shows like vulnerability and weakness, and Correct. that gives somebody the advantage to like oh yeah she's weak right now yeah let's let's get her so it's exactly. like so i understand that standpoint uh but another question <clears throat> did you grow up ever seeing like men around you cry before only person the only men that i saw cry is my father mm-hmm. my father he cried a lot he very he was a very emotional man mm-hmm. very strong man but just just he had an emotional side to him and whatnot Okay. And that can come, sometimes those things can come from, like, trauma as a child, too, mm-hmm. that kind of puts him in that place. Or it, could, or it could be hereditary. I don't know. Yeah. But like you said, trauma. Like, some people just don't grow up crying. So when they get older, like, they're just like, okay, I could cry now. Yeah. You, you yeah. never know. You yeah, exactly. never know. Or it could be reversed. Or yeah. they cried so much as a kid, they don't want to cry as they an adult. They don't got no more tears left. No more tears. <laughs> <so> I'm dried up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so for my next question, do you think men today challenge the ideas of masculinity? Yeah, I think a lot, especially, I'll give you a perfect example. That that uh, magazine that Rihanna and ASAP Rocky mm-hmm. did, that cover, yeah, where ASAP was carrying a baby and Rihanna was like a large figure in front of him. Mm-hmm. He's catching a lot of flack behind that that post. Mm-hmm. And that shows you how our society still feels about the dominance of the man. Yeah. And today's society, don't women want to be more dominant than the man. You see I, see, I look on TikTok and Instagram, I see more women doing construction work now than ever before. Because <laughs> it's money. It's like, and I don't know if they ch- it's the point because they might not have no one there to help them, so they have no choice but to do it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't have nothing personally against that. I kind of think that's pretty sexy to see a woman with a hammer and all that stuff. But anyway, <laughs> that's, just, that's, just my, that's just my view. Okay. But it's just it's sexy in a way, but it's in, 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 soul, in my soul, I feel kind of sad that we're at this point where she has to do that. Yeah. And I don't think that's cool. Okay. Yeah, that was a good example. A lot of women are doing trades now. Um, I'm not, I can't speak for all women, but... I said I wanted to get my CDL license and I wanted to, like, know how to work machinery and stuff. Only for the standpoint, I think that's kind of beneficial to have that. But not on the idea of, oh, this is a man's child. Let me try it or that and so on and so forth. (laughs) But uh, back to the sidewalk thing you were discussing. I grew up, like, this is why I always mention, like, every time that me growing up and having like different perspectives really has shaped the way like I think now so like growing up every time I walked with my dad like I would always walk in the inner part of the sidewalk he always held the door so on and so forth so simple like traits like that like I'm I know you did that with other women um like mom my mom blase blase do you think that people are like lacking those basic characteristics that will be deemed as masculine well, yeah, I th- not only are they lacking it, but some the other gender doesn't also look at it as recognition either because they don't see it as, some, as a norm. Mm-hmm. That and that male individual could know the chivalry, that part that he has to do, mm-hmm. but sometimes the female don't know her position. Okay. So if she don't know her position, sometimes it just don't work out that way where even if he doesn't do it, she should automatically do it herself. Mm-hmm. You know, don't leave it to the man to walk inside towards the building than on the street. If the man don't put a, position himself that way, mm-hmm. then you go in there towards the wall yourself. You okay. And start waiting on the man to do it. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I don't know. I just feel like that's just basic, uh, what do they call it? Not gentlemanness. but Shivering? I don't know what they call it, well, but <laughs> that's just basic kindness or masculinity. Yeah, like, or, or just being polite. Yeah. I mean, like, sometimes when you go in a restaurant, some, uh, you can go on a date with a woman and she won't know what position to sit. She might sit in the position where the man's supposed to sit. Every man's supposed to sit facing the door. That's that's okay. part of the masculine, chivalry part of a man. Mm-hmm. And the woman back is towards the door. Reason of, this is a protection type mode. The man looks towards the door so he can see whatever activity is coming through this restaurant or coming through the store or whatever, the restaurant, rather, if you're sitting down. And the woman's back supposed to be towards the door because she can't protect him, but he can protect her. Yeah, when my dad used to do this, y'all, when I was young, I'm like, why can't I sit here? This is just a seat. But that really goes to show, like, 
and once you're like taught this kind of like basic etiquette like from a woman's standpoint you only know if you were in it so like he said like you only know to move i guess to like the inner part of the sidewalk if you like were taught that but if you don't know i guess you you know one day, but speaking of the dating aspect, that 50-50 debate goes on a lot, and I, that really that really questions a lot of people's like masculinity and femininity. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? Um, the proportion of a date should it be like 50-50 between you and a woman, or you should go all out and women should pay nothing? I uh, I say the man should pay majority of all major bills. Okay. Say mortgage, car note. Light bill, water bill, things of that nature. So if you have a dog, mm-hmm. she pays the dog food. <laughs> she gets the groceries. Stuff like that, you know, you let the woman be able to, you know, buy. But all major bills, all major expenses should be paid by the man. So speaking of the scenario that we brought up with ASAP Rocky and Rihanna, I believe Rihanna's a billionaire, if I'm not Correct. mistaken. Mm-hmm. She's uh, a billionaire. I'm not too sure if ASAP Rocky's financial status is that high no they're um, not Beyonce Jay-Z no. yeah so in regards of to that as an example I know we're kind of you know segueing a little bit would you what, what would the scenario or situation be like then since the woman makes more than a man and I don't believe that they're married so or if they are I don't know but what yeah. would that how would that go well based on that photo shoot in Vogue or whatever <laughs> magazine you could tell who's paying all the bills <laughs> Yo, because <laughs> there ain't no way in the world I'm paying all those bills and sitting in the background with a baby in my hand. You got to be crazy. I had stigmas where I didn't even want to push you in a baby carriage as what? a kid. Are you I serious? I thought that was unmanly. No way. No, I couldn't see myself pushing a baby carriage. Mm. I would put you in one of those chest carry things. with those things you carry the baby yeah. on the chest? Yeah. I'd put you in that, but yeah. I couldn't push no carriage. What? Nah. That sounds crazy. Yeah, well, that's the masculine part of me, I guess. But do you think that's good or bad? I thought it's good for me. But I'm okay. That was almost twenty years ago. We mm. talking about now. You wouldn't push uh, your grandchild in a carriage. Uh, now to this day, right I would, now, I, I would, but I would be, I would feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, thank you for the honesty. It, it will be a short, short trip, maybe like from the car to the Dunkin' Donuts or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't see myself strolling around downtown Manhattan with a stroller like that all day. I okay. couldn't do that. So what if the wife had it? What if the wife had the child on her chest, or what if the wife was pregnant? You still wouldn't push it? Like I said, I would put I carry the baby in my chest before I would push the carriage. What if the wife pregnant? I would carry the baby in the chest. What you mean if the wife okay, is pregnant? If the, oh, you would carry the chest and wouldn't push the stroller? No, I wouldn't oh, push okay, the stroller. okay, okay. Just, just make it short. Just make it short. I can't. <laughs> I feel so uncomfortable. I think I think that's the craziest thing. I mean, there's certain things that, I mean, I feel that men do that I think is out of place. Mm-hmm. I mean, even from the simplest thing like riding a motorcycle. Those guys with those crotch rocket leaning back, leaning, you know, forward on those motorcycles. Mm-hmm. I think that's so female-ish. Really? Nah, I don't think you should ride a man should ride a bike like that. What? Okay, well, I think that goes to show like everyone has their own standards or like morals when it comes to like their masculinity or femininity of things that they just wouldn't do or things they would th- they would do. Like, I could I don't know. I don't have any examples 
for me because I usually do most of the things that will be deemed as quote unquote femininity. But I feel like from basically what you're saying, like everybody seems to have their own like idea of okay, that's too feminine or okay, this is right masculine. Because I feel like the men who ride the bikes, I don't think they would deem it as that. But then again, like everyone has their own interpretation, like you're saying. So yeah, I think uh, they should be upright, more like of a Harley style type riding. Then crotched over. That's why they call them crotch rockets. Crotch rockets. And yeah, you got them. I, I don't dig that. I don't okay. think that leaning over. That's why one of the simple body gestures of pushing a carriage. I just don't like how men do that lean forward type gesture. Mm. I don't think that's cool. Okay. Well, I mean, some men. I don't think that they're in tune to, like, okay, like, let's categorize this is blue and pink. Only boys can do this. Only girls could do this. Like, I always see fathers pushing their carriages. And I, and I always see fathers holding their kids' hands. Well, I could hold your hand. Oh, I have no problem holding your hands. Just make it show. <clears throat> but I just won't push no carriage. I mean, even if two cars that, that you drive, certain cars I think is deemed for girls or females. Girl, okay, give me a girl car example. <laughs> Uh, uh, a BMW 3 Series. That's a girl car? Yes. I Men see supposed boys to have, driving those. Well, I don't know. Men supposed to have big, bulky things. Like, okay, the smallest BMW I would get is like a 5 Series. I won't do nothing under a 5 Series as a BMW. That's like those, uh, those cross-tour, nah, cr- cross-tour sides? Wait, what's the name of that car? You talking about um? It's like the S the SUV kind of size, not too big but not too small, like in the middle. Yeah, five series is like a middle car, and yeah. then you got the six and then the seven. The seven is the big car, no. and the same thing with the no Mercedes. Way. I wouldn't do nothing under uh, a E class. E class would be borderline. So you those guys who got CLAs and yeah, I was about to say ah, uh, that's a female's car. Okay, well. I think that you're just seeing this because you're older. Nowadays, you know how many men drive all the models you just stated? I know. <laughs> Literally, that's like the the BMW um, is like the, that's like the men, the young man staple piece. Everyone yeah. my age and like around 25 <laughs> always drive that car. But like you said, like masculinity is different, I guess. Well, like you're basically saying, masculinity is different, I guess, between like different age ranks. Because yeah. you may deem something, okay, I'm not doing it, I'm a man. But now, like, people my age would be like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do this, and so would, on and so would forth. Would you wear a unisex cologne? Um, I don't know, because I wear oils. Mm. So I don't think, oils don't usually have a, a sex. I wear, like, Prada candy. I mm-hmm. wear jasmine. What else I wear? Pink sugar. Mm. But a man might wear jasmine. Yeah, but I, I know there's men out here who would wear... <laughs> who would come up with the uh, title saying a unisex cologne or fragrance? Yeah, because then what do you... I mean, honestly, when it comes to scents, uh, are there... are scents, I think scents can be unisex because you might like jasmine. You ever smelled jasmine before? Yeah. You might like jasmine. You might wear it because it's not a potent smell. It's a clean, fluorescent hint. Yeah. But I like jasmine, too. So could it be unisex? I like jasmine to say it's on a woman, but that's not saying I like jasmine to put it on myself. Uh, 
What about white linen? White linen could be that's a unisex. no. That's I think that's a woman's um, perfume or a scent. I wear white linen all the time. I think that's a woman's scent. You I do? think yes. Men, you have to. I mean, like I said, today's man is a different state. I'm talking mm-hmm. about me personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like more leather, leather type, uh, more strong scents than those very fainted, fruity type scents. Fruity type scents. Yeah. Cause you want to be able to see today. If I go in, if I go inside a, a, a establishment mm-hmm. and smell uh, some type of fragrance, yeah. I want to be able to identify yeah, who that okay. was. That makes sense. You can't identify <laughs> who it was. You don't know if it was a man or, or a woman passed by just now. Yeah, I mean nowadays because everybody be wearing the same same stuff. thing. Yeah. So if I want to stand out as a male, mm-hmm. I want my male to smell like a man. Okay, so tell the the young men who's probably listening to this, what do you be wearing? I wear quite a few different things out there. Um, Siraj, uh, uh, Creed. Oh, he got money. Um, <laughs> quite a few, quite a few um, colognes out there. But like I said, I have a. I like my cologne to be have a, a, a strong scent to it. Mm-hmm. So you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So to all the young men who's tuning in, uh, that's your starting to Creed and Siraj. You said yeah. Siraj, yeah. Siraj, yeah, yeah. Get that, and maybe, maybe you'll get something from yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So on to my last question for you: Who would you say is your biggest inspiration of masculinity, and how have they inspired you? Um. My the the most masculine individual that I admire is my uncle, um, William Bolden. I'm my mother's sister. He's from South Carolina. Your mother's brother? My mother's brother, I'm sorry. My mother's okay. brother. Um he's from South Carolina. Um when I first met him around eleven years old, uh his nickname by the way is called Big Shot. They call him Big Shot. He's a pretty big guy. Maybe like Six one, okay. Two seventy, two sixty, and they call his nickname is Big Shot. And the reason why they call him Big Shot, I I think it is. I'm not sure. I never asked him personally, but I'm thinking he's pretty good with the shotgun. Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> so okay. so in in the South, you know, you can shoot all the time in the backyard, things like that. So. Every time I used to, used to have like a snake issue or something like that, who did they go and get? Big shot. If you saw a snake, big shot. If a dog was out of control, you want to get rid of the dog, you call big shot. He will shoot him with no problem. And it was just something about him that just like showed so much masculinity to me, towards me. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometime I could be in my mother's backyard and we would live right next to each other. Everybody, the whole family always lived in the same circle. Mm-hmm. So I could be in my backyard and uh, and he could be 7 o'clock in the morning. He could come out his back door, come out his back door with his drawers in a tank top, take one finger, put it across his nose, and blow out his nostrils. Oh, that's gross. It's gross to you. But as a kid, I thought that was the most manliest thing in the world. <laughs> I thought that was the most manliest thing. That is so I, I was gross. so amazed by him doing that. I'm like, whoa, look at that. Now, that's some man-man stuff right there. I be seeing men do that in the street. That's so I nasty. I think that's such a manly thing. I don't know what about that. Do you do that? I've done it quite, quite a few times. In the streets? I, 
Yeah, I've done it quite a few times. Oh my gosh, no. But I, like I said, I normally walk around with a napkin or, okay. or a handkerchief. That's Thank my normal walk around with a handkerchief. Yeah, don't do that but, around um, me. I thought that was the most manliest thing I could ever seen a man do. Mm-hmm. But I was a kid, 10, 11 years old, you know. Yeah. You, um, you know, you're looking for any male to kind of mimic, to show you how to become a man or how to be a man. Mm-hmm. And he and he was he was the. Um, he was um, the, the man who I thought was the most masculine person I ever saw in my life. Now, my father was a masculine man, too. Now, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But it was... My uncle shot was rough. It was a rough, rough. I think... Do you think that has to do with, like, where you come from as well? Yeah. Yeah. He was a southern man. Uh, he raised livestock. He worked in the fields. So, I mean, his hand had calluses on it. You know, so it was like... Going to uh, uh, get a pedicure, mm-hmm. he probably don't even know what a pedicure is. <laughs> <laughs> a pedicure? What are you talking about? A pedicure? That's a dumb right. of a dog? Yeah. You know, so <laughs> my uncle, I thought he was, like I said, he was the man of the man man. So as far that's where I get the term man man from. Mm-hmm. You know, because, um, like I said, he used to teach me things, and, I, and I'm grateful that he was there to t- teach me these things. And uh, to this day, I get real sensitive about talking about him because, mm-hmm. like I said, I, he was a uh, he was very instrumental in um, my upbringing. Okay, that's good. And like back to like the regional things, did did you notice like a difference between like Caribbean masculinity, um, Southern masculinity, and Northern masculinity? Oh, ain't nothing like a Southern masculinity. You think I've that's seen like... all three characteristics? Okay. And I think the Southern masculinity is the top mm-hmm. top notch as far as you know. Knowing what they need to be doing as a man. Okay. And and uh, I can't really say who I would put second between Northern and uh, I would take more Caribbean to be honest. I would put Caribbean second. Okay. Because see, part of being a masculine man is being able to do things with your hands. Yeah. And my opinion, a lot of Northerners are not as crafty as uh, Southerners and Caribbean men. Yeah, because you got to think about where we at. What, what yeah. do I need to build in a building? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I need to change the tire and I can catch a train. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so they get, there's a disadvantage of a northern male than it is from a southern or a Caribbean male. Yeah. See, southern, Caribbean and southern is more similar because they have the similar type of traits. Yeah. As far as being able to, you know, do things with your hand and things of that nature. Yeah, the South was basically the Caribbean. Yeah. I could tell you a that. Different language. Yeah, different language. Well, that's it. But yeah, that was my last question for you. Thank you for coming back for another episode. Really Thank you for having it. me. Yes, of course. Next time I'm charging. Oh, okay. <laughs> but thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of Think Out Loud. And we are back again once more next week. Make sure you guys are following Think Out Loud's Instagram page. And you guys are following Think Out Loud's listening platform page. Until next time.